0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Let's Watch Podcast. I'm your host, James, with my co-host, Carolyn. Hello. And today we are going to talk about the father. Mm. Uh, Are we going to talk about the father? Or are we just going to talk and confuse each other the whole time?
1: Yeah, that's essentially what this movie did to me. (laughs) The father was the only character who I knew who he was.
0: No, that's not... I knew who the daughter was.
1: But her face kept changing.
0: (laughs) Okay, debatable.
1: (laughs) So, the father... Um, a man refuses all assistance from his daughter as he ages. As he tries to make sense of his changing circumstances, he begins to doubt his loved ones, his own mind, and even the fabric of his reality. As did I. Uh, starring Anthony Hopkins, Olivia Coleman, Mark Gettis, uh, yes. Imogen Poots,
0: Rufus Sewell, and With Olivia the creepy Williams.
1: Face. He's got a creepy face.
0: He just has villain eyes. Yeah, he is. They're very big, does. and you're like, does this man
1: blink ever? No, and he's, he's got a very intense stare. So this I one mean, is nominated for what? Best Picture?
0: Actor and Actress. Mm-hmm. Uh, actor, obviously, for Anthony Hopkins and Actress for Olivia Coleman.
1: Yes. Apparently also Best Adapted Screenplay, uh, Editing, Production Design. So. Production Design? Yeah, obviously. Didn't you know that existing in one house is hard?
0: Oh, that one feels weird for me. Maybe it's because I don't fully understand the qualifications for like the production design stuff like obviously those people would know better than I would because they mm-hmm. they are people who do that so mm-hmm. I don't know but that felt weird that feels weird to me yeah so I didn't know much about going into this movie about what it was I only knew that it was about dealing with a man suffering from memory loss dementia Alzheimer's something along I didn't know the specific one and I don't think mm-hmm. the movie says either if unless mm-hmm. I missed it. Mm-mm. And I was a little hesitant because when you tell me there's a movie called The Father starring an old white man and then it's nominated for a lot of Oscars, it just screams Oscar bait to me and that I won't enjoy it.
1: It was really different than what I thought.
0: <laughs> yes, me too. And I actually t- found out that I like quite enjoyed this film. Mm-hmm. I think it's great and it's like quite, it's very haunting. Like the whole time it I is. was just like, and it makes you incredibly uncomfortable the whole time and you're just like, oh my God.
1: Well, yeah, typically this movie, like, same plot, same title, same actors, typically this movie, for it to be Oscar Beatty, it would be very, um, capital A acting, it would be very showy, (laughs) it would be like, I'm losing my mind, you know, and it it would be very that, but this wasn't that, it was super disorienting, Mm -hmm. and I appreciated that, like, yeah, you as an audience member, you're following his shoes, and realizing that it would be so freaky, like, when, when his daughter first comes up and has someone else's face, it's like, it would be so scary not recognizing the people in your life. Like it's one thing to be like, you don't remember who they are because that's like, I guess the baseline understanding of what dementia is for people who don't have it. Yeah. Um, but to be looking at someone who's telling you that it's your daughter and you know, your daughter, you know who your daughter is. And you're looking at this person. And you're like, I don't think that's you. Like that's freaky.
0: Yeah. It It, it is a, it, it's the best way that's been set on screen that I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, or best representation of it, and no, I don't know how. Like, obviously, uh, Anthony Hopkins is doing it like a very—he's uh, incredible in this film with his acting because he—it never feels like capital A acting. It is very like mm-hmm. they—he allows that character to be seen as like pathetic and mm-hmm. kind of like a pain for everybody else, mm-hmm. uh, which he, which he is because the way he's acting about mm-hmm. with stuff is that he is refusing to acknowledge. Then he needs help. But again, that's hard to, because like he probably, maybe he does, but then he's forgotten. Right? So it's like he constantly has to, and it is, you with what you said, with any time you show, if somebody walked in and you don't recognize who they are, but you feel like you know who they are, it is, that is scary. And I mean, it's, it's embarrassing because everybody would feel that, like shame about that, even though it's not something you should feel shame for. Mm-hmm. Because it, it because that, it, it's just what you would happen.
1: It's it's interesting too because I think with a lot of these movies when they're trying to show it, like obviously when you're having difficulties with your mind, it can be frustrated, frustrating and that sort of thing. And I know that it's something that is often talked about as very hard for the family members of um, individuals with dementia or whatever else is going on with him. Um, because like sometimes they'll be so nice and funny and charming, and other times they'll be really mean, which they did show here. But what I liked is that. Instead of, like, it would have been lazy writing if every time he was frustrated or confused, he just got mean to cover it up. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's what we're used to seeing. But instead, he would just kind of be like, like, sometimes he would get kind of mean and harsh. And other times he would kind of pretend that he knew what was going on or change the subject. Like, it was was really interesting because it was dynamic. It wasn't the same every time.
0: Yeah, he's trying to, at some point, like, hide it in Mm -hmm. a way. Or, and other times, like he just like retreats into like his room, mm-hmm. uh, and I like I what this movie, like, what else this movie does to like help it is that it it plays with uh, it changes the actors who are playing each character, so you mm-hmm. don't aren't really aware, and they kind of reveal this slowly, right? Mm-hmm. Like they add new elements the whole time. They're like, um, they're like, does it, it starts off and you assume that the two daughters are the two women you see, mm-hmm. and then you find out that it's not that. And it, they don't. It's not like through them telling you. It's because other, pe- like another character comes in, and you're like, "Oh, okay."
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So that wouldn't make sense then. And then it's like they, like they, you pick up through conversations with uh, the daughter and her partner mm-hmm. that um, he he's been he's moved places, obviously, but we don't know like when that happened, and he doesn't mm-hmm. know when it happened. He just seems it's the same place all the time. And they do a good thing. A thing I noticed I note, I noticed, and I, the movie does this explicitly: is that the character is constantly like the the first scene is like him forgetting where he put his watch, right? And he assumes the help has taken it. Mm-hmm. And then throughout the movie, like he always goes back to the watch, but eventually, stop like he stops saying that it becomes less of the conversation. But you notice he always he like grabs his wrist, mm-hmm. right? And that's kind of like a like a through line throughout the movie, which I really appreciated. Is that that well, is like the
1: yeah he's losing track of. Like, at one point he even says, like, he has a clock on his wrist and a clock in his head, and throughout the movie he's losing both. Yes. Um, What what I liked about this movie is that it's not apparent what is happening in his mind versus what's actually happening um, Mm. in terms of, like, the passage of time. Like, so, my roommate was watching this um, before I was, and I wasn't wasn't looking. I was just kind of half listening to it while I was doing something else. And um, so he kind of, like you know, is talking to his daughter about Paris, whatever, and then in the next scene she's married and then the scene after that she's not married or is, is divorced or whatever. And so because I wasn't looking, I was kind of like, oh, time is passing and he's not realizing that time is passing. Like these things are happening linearly in, in her life. Um, they are all true, but he, you know, it's like he's lucid every five years or something like that. It's kind of the way that I was <laughs> interpreting it. But it's not that because then all of a sudden you start to see weird time loops and you know, and the changing of faces and stuff like that, obviously. And then is she going to France? She's not going to France. France is not real. France is real. And
0: she doesn't have a partner.
1: Yeah. She doesn't have one. She does. He has a different face. Does she have a new partner? Oh, it's the same guy, just a new face. So that's what I liked about that is it's not, it's not like we're watching what's happening to the father from an outside perspective. Like we are in the perspective also being extremely confused about what's going on. Um, And I appreciated that it wasn't just like a linearly told story that we see him struggling with. It's like, it was very, very much not a linearly told story. Uh, And therefore we were also struggling with it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And it's good filmmaking that a, they do that, but it, you're never, you're also never completely lost, right? You're like Mm -hmm. able to like put the story in, an order that you think is the correct order, you mm-hmm. don't know if it is. Like it's like as they introduce the throughout the movie, you're like, "Oh, okay, so that guy's Paul."
1: Yeah, but the thing is, you also doubt yourself because you're like, "Oh, well, maybe France, maybe he made up going to France." And then at the end, we realize, "Oh no, the daughter actually is in France now, so he didn't make that up." Um, no, but it's it's interesting because I really really hate the unreliable narrator story, especially in, like, books and stuff. But this one, I, I loved the way that they did this one because it, yeah, it really put you in it, you know? It's cool, too, because... um, So Anne, his daughter, when she has the other face, the face of the kind of nurse at the end, I guess. Nurse. When um, she has the
0: other Olivia's face.
1: <laughs> yeah. So what was cool is, like, they actually do look kind of similar, right? So when and yeah. the nurse, first comes in with the chicken... And it's talking to him. It's believable that it's like this person looks sort of like what he expected Anne to look like, but it's slightly off. You know what I mean? So it's like mm-hmm. he has this version of things in his head and is looking at her and is like, you kind of look like my daughter, but slightly wrong. You know what I mean? It's interesting. Yes.
0: Yeah, I I really like the, the casting is very well done
1: mm-hmm. in this movie
0: uh, is that you could like I could believe that Olivia Coleman and Olivia Williams were related. Mm-hmm. I mean they just they looked very similar I- I- in this movie and it worked
1: mm-hmm.
0: and they also do they, they do that with like all the, the characters as well It's not like obviously like Marquette and Rufus Sewell don't really look that much like each other but it doesn't really matter for that role.
1: Well and what I liked about them not looking like each other is that at a point I did think that they were different men because yeah. they were talking about she's running to France with a man and then they were talking about how she was married and then how she was divorced so I was like maybe this new guy is and this is when I still thought time was like going forward. And not jumping around. I was like, okay, the non-villain looking dude, which is weird because he plays um a villain. Villain in Sherlock. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So the Sherlock villain, he um I thought he was the first husband. And then Yeah. And then later on, it's like I thought the other guy, the actual villain, was her new boyfriend or something, you know? Like so I I did Mm -hmm. like that they didn't look alike because it allowed you to kind of still think that we were moving linearly.
0: And I yes, and I do appreciate how they never like fully define who is who in this movie like i obviously mm-hmm. like I, the one that you know is that olivia coleman is and his daughter like that's the for yeah. sure one
1: well because she's the only character we see alone too
0: yes right the only yeah yeah and for the the doctor for like mark Gattis and and Sewell, i was like i don't know I, obviously one of them is the doctor and one of them is the partner but we mm-hmm. don't know if it's her first husband or her second husband hmm. Right. We don't know if it's yep. which one we like the name is given is Paul, which is the second one. But we don't know if that's actually Paul, which I appreciate is that they, they don't answer that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with another th- another thing that I appreciate about this movie is that when you obviously when he keeps talking about his other daughter and mm-hmm. you pick this up very quickly with how other people react when he keeps mentioning is that is that obviously something has happened to that that daughter that she's no longer around. Mm -hmm. and you don't know like when it happened and my initial thought was like oh that's Olivia Williams' character and Mm -hmm. she recently passed away or something but then when they introduced him to Jim Poots it's like oh okay so she was young and it was like something traumatic that happened when they were all like a long time ago and that's what because he remembers her that's how Mm -hmm. far it's like a far gone how far along he is in the progression of his of what's happening to him
1: Mm -hmm. and
0: I really liked how they didn't show that didn't tell us I was just like Okay, we know something terrible has happened. We see her briefly in a hospital bed, mm-hmm. and that's it. We don't need to know the event because that's—it doesn't matter. At some point, it's yeah. Like, and I was worried when that when that was happening. I was like, oh no, we're going to see like some terrible thing, and they're going to try to link about being like trauma has caused mm-hmm. like this split in this family, and what when he's needs help. And I was just glad that did not happen.
1: What I also like too is that. When he says to the to the first nurse that comes into his home or to the carer um that she looks like his sister, or sorry, that his daughter, you can tell that Olivia Coleman is like upset by this and yeah. also kind of like, sure, I guess. But like at the time, before we realized that the face swappy thing was happening, I didn't realize that the person he was seeing was the other daughter. Yeah, me too. I just And, and was... I love that because like you would, as Olivia Coleman's character, just be uncomfortable that He's like, oh, yeah, it reminds me of the daughter that he doesn't know is dead, you know, like so. So I thought that was really interesting because then later on, you're kind of like, oh, God, (laughs)
0: like like
1: when the nurse comes in later and looks like, you know, looks like the other Olivia. You're like, oh, no, he was seeing his daughter, you know?
0: (laughs) Yeah. And it's just like you're like, oh, man. And it's like as you put it together for you, you're like, oh, now I understand why Anne was acting this way. Mm -hmm. and it's yeah it's
1: you know what's interesting about this is um we've seen a lot of these this year movies that were originally plays and this one is also (laughs) originally a play you don't say but it didn't feel like it as much as the other ones I found that we saw what Ma Rainey and what was the other one we saw
0: Uh, oh god don't do this to me now I can't remember but I know I know we watched uh, and that that Ma Rainey was the one that felt like most like a play and then the other one was a play but didn't feel as much like it
1: yeah, I would say this one also didn't feel as much like it because they moved in the space
0: yeah, um,
1: a lot. And like they have they have one space. It's all in one house, or perhaps at the end, maybe it's in the clinic. But um it all does take place in one space. But for this, it makes sense that it does. I found with like Ma Rainey, you're sitting there being like, Okay, it's weird that you're still standing in the same room of the studio and no one's leaving the room. You know, like it's it, it felt a little bit more I don't know stilted I guess but this is what we're used to seeing as plays made into movies where it's like where it doesn't feel like a play like you I don't know you could just write this for the screen you know what I mean because it makes sense for them to be in the same space because the space is so important to the narrative
0: yeah as I was watching this I never felt like it was a play Mm
1: -hmm, because the
0: the camera is always it is never it's never it's like static for the shots but it Mm -hmm. never feels like i'm just on one side the whole time i'm like Mm -hmm. moving around in the space with the characters Mm
1: -hmm. uh
0: and it feel it like like you said it feels like a real flat
1: well and what's nice is like since time is so fluid in this movie it's nice that the scenery also wasn't just popping around like crazy because i know that in some movies when they're trying to do time jumps and you're right this one didn't fall into the trap of like okay pop back to the accident and pop back to this and da, da 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 like we don't need to see the time jumps because the time jumps are all in his mind so they can all exist in the same space you know
0: yeah we don't need it we don't need it explained to us
1: no exactly
0: we can we could trust your like this this movie trusts the audience to like follow along
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Instead of having to explicitly explain everything to you when something that you cannot explain.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh with yeah, it, this movie completely surprised me. I thought it was going to be kind of boring and
1: I didn't want to watch it to be honest.
0: <laughs> same. I thought it was just going to be like the typical Oscar bait movie where you're like, "It's fine, but why is it here?" Mhm. And I found that it was completely deserving. I think a- Anthony Hopkins obviously, you know, here's a here's a here's a drastic statement. He's a very good actor.
1: Yeah, he was so restrained, though. I think I'm used to seeing him be a bit bigger, and I really liked that he was so restrained in this.
0: Yeah, he just—it felt like the guy. Yeah, and
1: well, his name he, was also Anthony, so that helped. <laughs>
0: yeah, that I was like, okay, we're just gonna call everybody by their real names. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, he is—he is so—he is, so, is so good in this film. Uh, mm-hmm. and yeah, and Olivia Coleman is great as well. Although I don't see her as like a lead. No. But. Whatever though she is
1: in a large chunk of it, though, I guess Anne is in a large chunk of it. It's not necessarily Olivia Coleman's face.
0: Yes, uh, and everybody else is. They're all very good, but everybody else other than her is like a very minor part.
1: Mm-hmm. They don't have a. Yeah, lot. Yeah, Olivia of Coleman is nominated for supporting. Um, oh, she actors. is. Yeah.
0: Okay that that's way better than that's where she should be. I mm-hmm. was like lead. That doesn't make any sense to me. But she's. I mean, she's great in everything, and she's great in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, same with, like, Imogen Poots and Rufus Hewell and Mark Gaddis. They're all, and Olivia Williams, they're all good. Like, they always are.
1: What I appreciate is that um, Mark Gaddis and Olivia Wilman, Williams Lil are Names. named as the man and the woman. <laughs>
0: I know. So, so you can't even cheat in IMDb. That's the
1: thing. Even in the credits, you don't know who these people are, <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah, it's, uh, I yeah, it's, this movie surprised me. Uh, mm-hmm. I would recommend everybody it's like totally a worthwhile movie for everyone to watch. And it is something that it is a disability that is generally not handled on screen uh, mm-hmm. and it's handled well.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yet yeah, do you not to spoil what you think about like the other performances for actor mm-hmm. uh, as comparing them with the others, but do you think Anthony Hopkins has any chance to win?
1: Uh, who else is nominated?
0: Riz Ahmed, Chadwick.
1: I think Riz Ahmed should win in my opinion.
0: Yes, but, I mean, obviously, Chadwick is going Should and to
1: will win. are different things.
0: <laughs> yeah, like it's not like Chadwick shouldn't win. Chadwick should yeah. also win because he is. Yeah. I mean, the, uh, the performances that I, we have seen um, of Rizzo, in Sound of Metal, Chadwick Boseman and Ma Rainey's Anthony Hopkins and The Father. And then it's um, Stephen Yeun in Minari, which we haven't seen. And I'm forgetting the fifth.
1: Mm, Gary Oldman from Mank.
0: And Gary Oldman from Mank. Like uh, all of these performances without the one I've seen, although I'm sure it is deserving. I do not feel annoyed that any of them are there or that any of them could win.
1: I also don't feel annoyed that any of them are considered best actors, um, because so often there's one that's in there that you're like, you're not the lead, like, (laughs) you know.
0: Yeah, we'll get to that in the supporting for Mm -hmm. the men, for yeah, for actor for male actors that maybe some of them aren't supporting actors in there, but it yeah this. That collection, I think, is of actors and their performances is very strong, and I'd be fine mm-hmm. with any of them winning. Obviously, I agree with you. I think Riz Ahmed should win because his performance is so good, so unbelievably good. Uh, and Anthony, I think Anthony Hopkins is incredible as well. Like, I, yeah, most of the time, to- I've seen him in movies, and you can tell when he's phoning it in. Mm hmm. And you're like, oh, you did this for the money, like Thor 2, Thor Dark World. It was like, <laughs> oh, they paid you a lot of money. And you're just like, I'll read my lines, fucking whatever. I'll learn them mm-hmm. five minutes before I have to say them. Yeah. And it's he, he surprised me with how good he was.
1: Yeah, definitely. Also, something to be noted is uh, of these men, three of them have never been nominated, which is pretty cool.
0: Wait, which ones?
1: <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Anthony Hopkins? Two, they only have two wins. <laughs> Well, Gary Um, Oldman,
0: I think they've won one each, right? Gary Oldman and Anthony Hopkins?
1: Yeah, Gary Oldman for Darkest Hour, Anthony Hopkins for Silence of the Lambs.
0: Okay, so one of those was actually the right person to give the award to. (laughs)
1: Um, Anthony Hopkins has been nominated five times.
0: He's also been old forever.
1: 100%.
0: (laughs) Think about Silence of the Lambs. That movie came out when I was born.
1: 1991.
0: Yeah, it's as old as me. (laughs) And he looked like an old man in that one. Yep. So I don't know. Yeah, it's 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 a surprising, a surprisingly good film that I also when as I was watching it, and I was like, as the the issue became apparent of what it was dealing with, I was like, oh mm-hmm. no, is this gonna handle it in a way that is gonna make me feel gross, or like people are gonna be like praising this, and then I, it's like that's not a good representation of this at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and a- again, I think it it does a very good job at handling his this individual who has this disability that is damaging to him and his surrounding family.
1: Yeah. No, definitely, definitely worth a watch, um, which is surprising. Well done Academy.
0: It's so shocking. I was, I was <laughs> like, is this going to be the green book? <laughs> like fucking Yeah. get out of here. Or uh, I mean the Joker. I was like, that's every year there's a stinker. And I feel like mm-hmm. maybe we've already had that hopefully we don't have very many left and the ones that are left are feel like are all going to be good ones so what's
1: the stinker this year
0: oh come on it's trial of the chicago seven or promising young woman
1: yeah that's true
0: (laughs) if one of those wins i'm gonna be like what are we doing what are we doing
1: yeah well the thing with trial of the chicago seven is i can see how some people would um like it cough cough parents yeah whereas um promising young woman i just found to be a bit messy like i don't I don't understand. <laughs> you know,
0: I don't. I don't get it either. But maybe we're too young, as people who are, you know, I'm almost thirty, and you're not far behind me. So,
1: do you think that <laughs> um, people older than us are interested in a rape revenge story?
0: I just don't know. I think maybe not I think interested. We're the yet. demographic. <laughs> I do think we're the demographic, but I don't think they would have a full understanding of. This is me generalizing about the people in the Academy and generalizing people older than me. So, obviously, this is not speaking for everybody. But I think they would have a less understanding of a good representation of that story. Mm. They would just be like, I think, and I think that's partly why it's nominated is that it is rare to see that story told from the woman's point of view.
1: That's fair, and also it's and it's it's gritty and stuff, right? So I think that a lot of people are trying to champion it, and that in itself is good.
0: And it's rare to see a female-led movie where the protagonist is not a likable person.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true.
0: Usually, like, there's been a million movies starring men like that, but it's very rare for women to do that. And I think that is also part of it. Me, but guessing. I care a lot. Is way
1: better. Yes,
0: and that movie's been ignored. <laughs> because, yeah, okay, 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 we need to, okay, you can find me at James <laughs> underscore Willix on Twitter and at James Willicks on Instagram, and you can find Carolyn somewhere.
1: At CarolynDunk93, and we'll be posting all of our hot takes about all of the women-led movies, such as Pieces of a Woman, I Care a Lot, what is the other one, Promising Young Woman, all and the women I'm movies.
0: Your Woman. I'm your woman. <laughs> and uh, I will only, and I will too, but I only criticize movies with women because, you know, that's how I you're roll. It's your man. It's your job. Yep. that's <laughs> I just feel like I would know best. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find this podcast on all places. You can send an email at letswatchpod at com. And the next for your consideration we're going to talk about is uh, a whole lot. It's called Collective. Yeah. And, uh, oh boy, is that movie a thing.
1: Get your tissues ready.
0: And maybe a baseball bat to hit things with.
1: Yep.